Yeah, so throughout COVID and everything, our sales have, have really picked up through online. And unfortunately, we're just trying to keep up. We've been sold out of product. Every time we get a shipment in, it's pretty much gone immediately. So expansion, we're trying to keep up. Just moved into a new like 5,000 square foot warehouse. We're continuing to really push celebrity relationships. Like expansion wise, really trying to, to get our name out there and work with these big brands in the cannabis industry. everyone welcome back to another episode of the cannabis corona report where we talk to cannabis companies that are succeeding during the global pandemic and joining us today is will Brakel from blazy susan will welcome to the show hey dan great to be here thanks for having me yeah this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun for our, re our regular listeners know that the companies that i get most excited about are companies that dominate narrowly defined markets and have really great branding. And not only does Blazy Susan check both of those boxes, but you also have this, why didn't I think of that idea, idea product? I'm going to set the stage for, I, I'm probably steal some of your thunder here, but I'm going to set the stage for our listeners. Picture, you know, you have an apartment with a bunch of your buddies and your coffee table is just like cluttered with all your cannabis paraphernalia. And now you picture that same coffee table with everything organized on this spinning tray, uh, Lazy Susan tray for cannabis. That's what we're talking about here. How did you come up with this idea? Yeah, so the Blazy Susan, it was almost like that exact same scenario, except <laughs> there was no Blazy Susan. I moved to Denver, came from uh, VMI, went to a military college, and there we had a rule book that was like 70 pages thick of how our room had to look yeah. by picture, by drawer and everything. And so when I moved out to Denver for my first like real job, basically I moved in with a bunch of stoners in the house I was in. So it was like four guys. And the first time I walked in, I saw their coffee table and it was like covered in stuff. Also things that I had never seen before, like, you know, volcanoes and, and all these very cool uh, smoking of devices. So to me, it was kind of like, wow, they have everything that I, you know, had looked at, you know, I've heard about, but wow, it looks awful. I mean, it's a mess. <laughs> and pretty much what happened was uh, it was a high moment. And I think that's what's really cool about the whole brand that it, it was set off by me as a consumer thinking I need to clean this up. What if I had a Blazy Susan to clean it up? From there, it was something that had stuck with me for about three years. That's basically where the concept was born. And our whole brand kind of came about as, let's build this tray to put things on. Everyone's making new things. Everyone's coming up with the new vape, the new bong, the new whatever. And no one's coming out with anything to store it on. So let's just start with that. From there, we just kind of set on trucking. Yeah. Well, I'd say, I'd say, and you, you mentioned your branding. It's so tight. It is so tight. I mean, for our listeners, you got to go to the website, but it's kind of themed off that 1950s, the drive-through diners. Why do you think that resonates so well with your demographics? 
you know, when we kind of came up with Blazy Susan, you know, it was ultimately a tray. So, you know, for us, it was like a play on words of the Lazy Susan. And then it kind of became this thing, okay, well, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, how does that brand actually, you know, come to life? And we kind of came up with Susan as our characters. And, you know, imagine if Prohibition had never happened. That's kind of our take on Blazy Susan. It's almost like we created that brand of yeah. that era. If nothing had ever happened with cannabis, almost like the alternate future, you know, of, of the <laughs> retro cannabis things. It resonates with an older generation because they were there. And then the younger generation, it's kind of one of those things. It's like people think of that and kind of relate to that as, as kind of like a carefree time, you know, after World War II, it was, it was a good era for a lot yeah. of people. And that's kind of how we went with it. And that's kind yeah. of the vision behind it as well. We're, we're trying to advance the industry and, and make fun stuff at the same time. So it's been a real blast. Well, you know, the Blazy Susan and your branding definitely got you on the map, but your second product, they created essentially a category within a category by coming out with pink rolling paper. Tell us about it and tell us, you know, sort of the inspiration behind it and, and some of the features of this rolling paper, because it's not your father's rolling paper. This is special. Right, right. Yeah. So so really a lot of people know us now for our pink rolling papers. Again, it's it's kind of crazy how this happens. These ideas just sort of came to me mm -hmm. and I just was thinking one day and was like, why don't we make a pink rolling paper? there's not a rolling paper brand for women really out there. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all kind of started. Once we found the paper, we just started sending it out. I, I got two booklets of it and I was taking them out sheet by sheet. And just was <laughs> send, I was sending people like two sheets of rolling papers in an envelope. And basically what happened was we had crazy feedback. You know, one of the other things about the paper is that we donate back to breast cancer. So my mother's a breast cancer survivor. As, kind of as part of our vision, you know, we want to advance the industry yeah. and giving back to the breast cancer. It's a way for us to kind of spread awareness and also really kind of offer that outlet for female smokers because now we have distribution. When I first started, they're like, why should I carry your paper? You're not raw. You're not zigzag. You have, Nobody knows who you are. And I just said, hey, if you guys have female customers, I think they would really like this product. We've been really able to get into that multi-billion dollar market of rolling papers That's because it's a you, it's, you, it's one of those things that if, if people come and say hey we want a pink rolling paper you know we own the seo on it now we we've kind of established ourselves in that niche and it yeah. allows us to actually use those distributors and launch new products you know, whereas before they're not going to talk to me because why, why would they? They already are, are selling other big brands. Well, that's why I said before. I mean, it's a category within a category. I mean, it's a gigantic category. You don't want to get the whole thing with one bite. But every time somebody lights up, they're advertising your product because you're, they're like, what? What's that? Pink? That's Where'd you get that? And that's how it all starts. That's how it all starts. Let's talk about what's next. Yeah. So throughout COVID and everything, our sales have, have really picked up through online. And unfortunately, we're just trying to keep up. We've been sold out of product. Every time we get a shipment in, it's pretty much gone immediately. So expansion, we're trying to keep up. Just moved into a new like 5,000 square foot warehouse. We're continuing to really push celebrity relationships. Like expansion wise, really trying to, to get our name out there and work with these big brands in the cannabis industry because we're friends with everyone and mm -hmm. and basically like we bring people together so we're we're just trying to elevate the experience for everyone and we work with so looking at like you know cross partnerships ex, you know expansion into other products uh, even potentially cannabis so you know we're looking at being able to partner with a licensed grower here in Colorado we started with a tray but mm -hmm. now we're going to build everything that goes on it 
and around it. That's been our business model kind of since day one. There's nothing I'm not afraid to do. We've, you know, we want to be the Nike, the Adidas in this space, launching a cool purple rolling paper next to expand our shelf space. Those are all things that we're looking at. Well, the sky's the limit. That's, that's how we feel right now. It, it's good to have a sold out product, but you know, at the same time, we have to really plan to maintain it. You talked about doing a crowdfunding early on, but for the most part, you guys have been pretty much been bootstrapping. It's just like you said, you put a little bit of your own money in and just to keep up with demand and make these changes that you need, it's, it's going to cost a lot of money. Are you raising capital to help you with that? Yes. So currently we are. We actually are finishing our, our second real round. We're going to be raising at a 1.875 valuation and we've got about $50,000 left in our round. So wow. Basically, there's a little bit of space left. We've been bootstrapping as much as we can. You know, ultimately, I'm guarding my equity. We're not giving away the farm because each year we want our valuation to double, triple with what we're doing. Ultimately, that's our goal. And the public market's the best place for that in, in two or three years. And then that might be the move. We are raising investment capital and I'm always open to, to chat with the right people. I mean, I think more than anything, we just need a, a good loan. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that's so funny because since I sell rolling papers and I, you know, I'm kind of on this gray market, cannabis banking institutions won't really mess with me because I'm not asking for enough money, but banks won't really mess with me because we've only been in business for like two or three years now. Yeah. And th these are hurdles that we're overcoming, you know, with time. Ultimately, we, we have great margins on our product. We could grow our rolling paper business into several million dollars a year because of the margins we have. So we're priming that pump and trying to keep up with demand. And that's really kind of where we're at in our company. We got a warehouse and now we need to fill it with product. And <laughs> yeah. I need to sell that warehouse four or five times a year. And, and we're going to get to that, that seven figure mark, no problem. So yeah, we're going to have all of your information in the show notes and Blazy Susan's information in the show notes. So if somebody is, you know, either interested in more information about maybe partnering up with these guys to license their Blazy Susan trays, or if you're maybe interested in talking to them more about investing or loaning them money, just check out the show notes or go to mjbulls.com and you'll have the information there. Will, a lot more to talk about. We'll have to do this again. Great having you on the show though. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate your time, man. 